All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the DFO Rundown Podcast with Frank Saravalli and Jason Greger on DailyFaceOff.com. Welcome to episode 249 of the DFO Rundown, brought to you by Botano, where, of course, the uh, Heritage Classic you can bet on. If you're interested, you have uh, the World Series without Frank's Phillies. Oof, we might have to have a little mourning period for that one. Uh, some exciting ALS and uh, AL and NLCS, but now it's a World Series. You got the NBA. You can bet it all at Botano.ca. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Uh, Frank Saravalli live in Edmonton for the uh, Heritage Classic. Frankie, how you doing? So good to see you. So good to do this in person as opposed to Zoom for a change. And uh, yeah, I love being back in Edmonton. Well, uh, it's not, it wasn't pretty last night uh, for the orders. Getting booed off the uh, ice. And then they, uh, like I wonder, speaking of the Phillies, I wonder if the order fans, uh, do you remember what happened to Trey Turner? In Philadelphia. So yep. Trey, for people who don't know, uh, Trey Turner was like, comes over and he's just having a brutal year. And then he goes over five in a 12 inning game and they come back to Philly and Philly, which has a reputation of being hard, right? Like they threw batteries at a player come once. On, so that's, well, <laughs> well, no, we're not the, even going but, but the batteries yeah. story is true. Right? It, it was two guys. Okay. Threw batteries, okay. Not sure. like a whole section. Yeah. Uh, and, but, and then there, what, what next are you going to say that they threw snowballs at Santa Claus? No, no, that, that didn't happen. But that there, did happen. Okay. It was in the 60s, though. But, but was there or was there not an actual, like, set-up court 
in the in the bowels of the stadium because fans were so yeah <laughs> i mean look there's a jail that's it's still there's a jail holding cell yeah. at the, in the bowels of the eagle stadium i mean this is true fact yeah exactly but my point was so because i was i remembered that story and and i was reading it but it was more so trey turner's comment so what happened was when trey turner came back to philly the, there was a social media campaign and so every time he came up to plate they gave him a standing ovation and all of a sudden, he just started hitting. Turned his season around. And and he talked about how it was like, he couldn't believe it. Like, it gave him so much, like, oh, my God, they got my back. This is great. And and it's true. The whole power of positive thinking. Like, I get my fans. You know what? You pay. You can boo what you want. But, like, the orders right now are brutal. Like, they, last night, the New York Rangers at times, Frank, they're just passing the puck around. It's like, hey, no problem. And the order, well, we're, they're not going to hit us, so let's just pass it across. Oh, is there a seam in the slot? Okay, let's find it. And it was, like, it wasn't very good good at all like there was a minor pushback in the third period but it's three Not nothing really. yeah, yeah so they, so you and i watched that game together yeah and here's the funny thing we head into the heritage classic this weekend both alberta teams <laughs> booed off the ice in their home buildings yeah and there's a common thread that ties both of these two teams together to start the year where's the work ethic oh where's the effort all of these other things that you want to talk about defensive zone play or the Oilers are missing 97, whatever excuse you want to come up with. None of those things forgive not showing up to work. Yeah. The Oilers and flames don't win battles. They don't, there's no compete. And that's where they both have to go back to the drawing board is no one's going to Connor McDavid's not going to ride in on a white horse and all of a sudden save the Oilers. If they don't start working hard, the flames can't create any chemistry if they never have the puck. Well, and the thing was the Oilers were one, four and one with McDavid. So, um, and the flames are actually ahead of the Oilers in the standings. (laughs) Yeah. They, uh, the Oilers have three points going into the heritage classic and the flames have five, five. What would like, honestly, what would, what would the and we'll get into odds and we'll talk Shane Pinto in a minute, but what what would the odds have been for both of these teams to have a combined eight points going into the Heritage Classic? A very low, I would think. Yeah, it is. It's not been fun in Alberta for uh, for fans of either team, and so the you know the spotlight will be on it. It's a big game. It's the 20th anniversary. I know there's lots of players who played in 2003 that are coming back into town for this. It was funny. I ran into Alish Hemsky uh, yesterday because he was in town for the uh, Doug Waite. Charlie Huddy uh, orders Hall of Fame induction, and I asked, you know, Hammer, we're reminiscing about 2003, and I, I was there covering it, and and I was sitting outside just to go through it. But luckily, I got to go inside between the alumni game and the real game because otherwise it was like an bit. eight. Oh, dude, it like, and I back then I had just gra- I was just starting out. I used to work in the old field, so I had insulated you coveralls. Had the gear, yeah. I had all the gear. I had the big Sorrell, so I w- even dressed properly. Like when you worked outside, anybody who's ever worked in the old field or any occupation outside you dress up for it you start moving then you can kind of stay warm right well when you're a fan you're just sitting in the seats you're just sitting there your feet aren't really moving your hands aren't moving you know your beer is you starting to a, freeze yeah, up a million beers like well you couldn't even drink like gotta you, go to the bathroom you literally had to chug your beer because otherwise it would freeze like it was that cold it would get slushy it would get slushy yeah huh? you'd have a slush beer like dude it was minus like it was minus 20 as a high but then of course once you get down to five o'clock well now the oh. now it's dark Right. And so it's going to be pretty cold on Sunday for October. Yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to be what 
plus two. That's the high during the day. Yeah. But at night, two nights ago here, it was minus 15. Yeah, overnight. But the game starts at five. So, you know, it'll drop. It'll probably, I bet you, by the third period, it might be minus two or three. So if you're coaching a guy from Philly who brought his kids out to Edmonton okay. for the Heritage Classic, and this is about as cold as it gets yeah. in the winter. Okay, tooth. This is what I'm doing. What what, what are you wearing? Okay, so number one, need you, the long johns. Long johns, okay. without question. That okay. is the number we one mistake. Long johns, long right, John, and then the other one is wear a long sleeve tight shirt that kind of keeps a the heat in layer. underneath. Yeah, that's key. I got that. Um, I would go to the store and get some hot shots for your kids. Got those. Got okay. the hot shots. I'm uh, feeling good about this. So yeah. Far. So Keep you got going. the hot shots. Um, the other one that's a very subtle one is a neck warmer. Right. You buy it. You can slide the neck warmer or or scarf either way, because once if when you're sitting there where the cold air comes in, it is it comes in the top of your coat. So I brought a balaclava. Oh, you can wear a balaclava. But I, it's like one of those ones where you have it around your neck and you can pull it up. over. Oh, then that's perfect. So then I'll probably leave it down. Leave it down because your face, your face, actually, if you're wearing a toque and you got gloves, your face won't get that cold at minus two. Will you be wearing gloves on Sunday? Oh yeah. I, and I wear mitts actually, not gloves. Cause I'm, my son and I were sitting outside. He's never been there. So you know, I'm, I'm not really working on the, on the actual g- d- day of the game. So yeah. I'm going to be in the crowd to me. This is an experience. It's once in a lifetime. Like it's been 20 years. So I look at my son. He's, he's almost 10. He's pretty fired up. Um, I got yesterday at the game, I bought him one of the uh, heritage classic toques. Cause he he'll never wear a toque with a pom pom. He's a weird kid, but he'll, but he'll wear well, the, I, I dude, I hear you. He'll Trust wear me. this one. Well, I shouldn't say he's a weird kid. He's a great kid. That's but, where you draw the line eight yeah Google the pom-pom, you're like, yeah but he much. doesn't wear like he's just like dad i don't like the pom-pom i'm like what are you talking about like I'll it's buy, cool yeah it doesn't but now he'd like this when he saw it it's you know heritage classic it says battle of alberta on it so they're pretty cool too so Look, my kid's the only one going through the airport yesterday in edmonton with a usa hockey sweatshirt that's about two sizes too small <laughs> because he just Loves likes it. it yes oh. that's it yeah oh my son still wears and I go, you U7 gotta wear hoodie. the usa hockey one here today like yeah. is it like so this is where you're he's representing like i'm going to canada i'm wearing a usa <laughs> hockey sweatshirt that's good okay. he's representing so i think and the other one is the biggest mistake people make is they wear really thick socks in their boots but then they don't have any room like it's and all of a sudden now their boots are too small that's when your feet get cold that's the biggest mistake is wearing too much in your boots you want your feet to be able to move and breathe because otherwise they get cold so one of the secrets that i found and tell me if i'm off base because Again, it doesn't get super cold in Philly, but on New Year's Day, I've spent a couple of them in the Mummers Parade where we Mummers. Oh, my God. If you don't know anything (laughs) about this, look it up. It is Mardi Gras on steroids. Really? You start at 6 a.m. You're in full garb, face paint, costume, everything. Wow. And you walk like a few miles in this parade. But you you line up in the clubhouse and you start drinking at six. And what they they hand you like a little a bag that you put on your hip, and you keep six beers in there at a time. <laughs> and when you're done your six beers, you walk to the front of your group in the parade, and there's a tr- a U-Haul truck driving. And you can get more with beer. hundreds of cases of beer, wow. and you refill your sash, and then you keep going. Is there porta potties all across? Oh, no, no, you're just leaking everywhere. Oh. You, you just walk to the side of the road okay. and you're just drizzling on someone's Somebody's lawn. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. And this is in Philly. Yes. The so, but, uh, okay, parade. so let me get back to why I brought this up. 
We found that if you take a plastic, a thin plastic bag, like, you know, what you used to get, they don't do it much anymore, especially in Canada, but what you're at the grocery store, yeah, you yeah. get a little thin plastic bag, you put it in your wear vegetables. a pair of socks yeah. and then wrap your feet in the plastic bag and put it in. And I found that it is the most impressive barrier to cold. You still have flexibility. Wow. But you wrap your foot in this thin little plastic bag, put it in, and then cut off the top of the bag, and that's it. <sighs> I've never done that. But you know what? I've never. Unreal. Like, I've been outside lots. Cold. Like, I played in the world's longest game in 2005, which is 240 hours straight. Sakers, acres. And it was minus. There was a few nights. Like, it's minus 20. Man, you're out there, and you're just. Dude, I want to play in that one. Cursing. Year. Dude, you say, you know what? It's an idea that sounds great. And now Until I'll say, you do the it. first few days, yeah, you're all excited. And then it's like, holy how right. many days is the next one? Uh, well, it's 10 day because we did, it was 240 hours. So it was 10 straight days. That was, but now that somebody, you know, there's, there's the Sakers acres guys and then another group. And so they keep breaking the record by like an hour every year. So now I think it's up to like 250. So you, uh, it's almost 11 days, but like they did it the one time and unlucky, like in 2011, like it was gross cold. You had like th- 13 guys had frostbite on their face because the wind was blowing the one direction. So you're playing into the wind and that team was getting frostbit and the other team wasn't like, it was Ooh. brutal. So, um, yeah. So it, don't sign up for that. No, don't. I mean, like, Tyler's probably over here laughing. Like Frank, like, Ty's you could, young enough. You could barely get, yeah. get through the pond hockey. We played in Jasper. Yeah. There's zero chance. You're going to be able to skate that long. And the biggest mistake is I know you, you'd get buckled. During the game. And then I you're would? screwed. Oh, because you drink during the game. Some guys do. Yeah. What? Well, Saker does. Yeah. Like when you get your shift there's off. No, there's nothing worse than playing hockey. 100%. But there's a few guys. But here's the, here's the challenge. So if there's an injury, you screw it up for everybody. Because how you play in the world's longest so if game. You get like a, what if you just get brutal blisters and can't skate on? Well, that sucks. And it's happened to guys. And then trust me, everybody else is cursing your name. Because how you how it works in the world's longest game is you split up. There's 40 guys. There's two teams of 20. Right? Just like, an, like it's a regular game. There's 20 on a roster. And you would play six skaters and a goalie. So seven at a time. But then there's always one who kind of has to take extra hours. Right? To get that 21st. Well, all of a sudden, if there's an injury, well, now you need two guys. And then, well, the other, we played, we were on the white team. We played the red team and the red team had like three guys got hurt. Well, one guy actually, one guy had heart palpitations because he drank too much Red Bull. So the doctors on location said, you can't play. So you had to sit out for a day. And his teammates, Dude, I would, I would actually bludgeon somebody. Oh, buddy, if they, they were, if they had three guys. Oh, out. like you, it's like showing up to beer league. Yes, and you, you only have five guys, and you have to six. have six. You have, you couldn't just play with five and say, okay, you know what, we'll just never come off the ice. You have to have a son. Dude, playing with five guys, like that's what made me quit playing beer league. Oh yeah, you, it's too worse. many nights you'd show up at ten thirty, ten forty five for your game, and everyone else is like, ah, fuck it, I'm out today. I'm yeah. not playing. And you're like, well, now what? Yeah. Oh, no sub. Doodle. Are you kidding me? Have you seen me? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. No sub hockey. Yeah. So those guys. Oh, trust me. They're their team. We ended up dominating because you could just see like their team. There was infighting. They weren't like guys were cursing each other's name, and we're just oh. you know. And inherently, one, one guy got buckled too, and twisted his ankle, so he was out for like three days. That's and and when you have five guys, that's always the night that someone on your team decides they want to fight. <laughs> yeah yeah well no there was there was no tilt although tyler's had some beer league adventures this season oh yeah it's, it's someone follow him to his car oh yeah we had old uh a little uh, confrontation in the parking lot it's been uh it's been quite the season 
You know what league are you playing in? Just one of the ones here at Edmonton. You play, or you should play. Dude, we're not disclosing. Yeah, you yeah. play at the River Cree because the River Cree now they video every game. Yeah, they do. Right, and they have it, so they'll kick guys out of the league. No, like there's like one. I and love you're done. the River Cree. That that those rinks and the casino are yeah. awesome. Well, you know what they have there? They have if your team doesn't take a penalty, you get free nachos after the game. So no tripping penalty free or anything. Free nachos? Free nachos and free beer. Like That's they, what they decided? Or yeah, like, well, it's motivation. How about just free beer? Yeah, well, hey, you know what? I don't Legally, I don't know how you can necessarily you can't just give away free alcohol in Canada anymore. Oh. So you have to find ways to to get around More that. More bullshit that Canada invents. There's some things, yeah. Well, so we'll see. But uh, hey, order fans, the other thing I'd recommend when you go to the, uh, Frankie, when you go to and the Flames outdoor fans. game. And Flames fans. Is uh, you... Um, Get there a little bit earlier because you kind of want to experience everything. I think people who rush to those big events end up regretting it, right? Get there early. You can experience it's cold things. enough. You might regret there. Well, but you know what? The, con- the concourse now at Commonwealth because they've expanded it. So there's kind of like two, you walk around the main bowl, but then it spreads out in the middle. And in there, it's actually quite warm. Right. So you can have that. You two around, you can go in the green and gold room and stuff like that. So, and there's lots like, it's going to be like plus two. Isn't that cold? Right. Like plus two, no. maybe I'm Canadian, but I'm like, plus two is nothing. Like I stay outside in plus two for hours and not be cold. That's why around. I asked you about gloves, but plus two, you definitely would wear gloves. Oh, like where? So this is, this is a fundamental U S Canadian question. Where do you draw the line? What temperature requires you to wear gloves? But see, you know, I worked outside and I'm, and I hate once you're cold, it sucks. Right. I'd always rather be too warm and then I can delayer. So if I would, I would wear gloves, but then I would wear, to me, I'm always wearing thin ones, but I hate my hands being cold. Cause okay. plus if you're having a beer, you hold the beer. Now your hand gets cold outside. So that's the key is to have a nice mitt because then you're sitting there, you can enjoy your beverage and not feel like, man, my hands are cold. I'm just going to say this. Anytime I show up to a game and my, the guy refing my game has gloves on. I'm like, this guy sucks. You don't like the ref with gloves on. No. All right. See, like you, you, I mean, hate to hate to be that guy, but you draw the line and you're like, uh, it's 48 <laughs> degrees in here, buddy, or whatever that is. Plus, well, do his hands get cold? Cause he's picking the puck up. I have no idea. I've never, I ref. don't care. I've yeah. refed. I did it for okay. five years. Never wore the gloves. Never. Uh, no. Like, the, and they're the figure skating gloves. Are they? Yeah. Not? Oh okay. yeah. It's embarrassing. Oh yeah. See the figure skating gloves. Under your gloves are a gold. They're gold. Those little small gloves. You wear them. Cause then you can take for your big what? gloves off. Oh, because oh, then you're your gloves. Yeah. Cause then if you want, if you're like, Hey, That's these are too weird. hot. Oh buddy. You got, you know what? Like I said, plan you, ahead. You must have some dainty Bobby Ryan. Well, no, we call them figure skating gloves. They have small ones. Like, dude, I have working gloves outside that are very thin. Dude, what a pull that is. I called you. I said you have Bobby Ryan fingers. Yeah. With like 27 finger fractures over the course of his Johnny Gaudreau. Anytime he gets whacked on the hands, it's like, Oh, there goes another digit. Yeah, no, you know what? I've only, missed, I, he's I, missing I have my two op- weeks. I have an Oprah. I used to call it my Oprah finger. Cause it used to be, uh, it would got thick and then skinny and thick and then skinny. But, uh, I, <laughs> I dislocated that in, uh, in Vegas. That's the, uh, it's the only injury I've ever That's, had. Oh. Yeah. I heard that story. You told us that once on yeah. the pod. Yeah. You got caught. You know what? The- no, we were dancing. We were at the club and we're, and, and we're, we had a little private, you know, how you buy your table and you're up there and it was just the guys were having a great time. You got caught on the railing. Someone what? was behind me. I didn't see him. And I stepped on their foot. I slipped and I grabbed the railing. And then when I came off the railing, this finger was 90 degrees this way. And I was just like, what <gasps> the? And so I, so as you know, I was buckled. So I pulled it 
And then it kind of went back in. And there was these two girls that come over. They're like, are you all right? I'm like, oh, that kind of hurts. And they're like, no, nah, they're nurses. And so they're like, no, you got to get that in ice right now. So I'm icing my finger. And I'll tell you, like, I had the greatest night. So I end up, you know, we're partnering with a bunch of nurses. Super fun. The next day, when I woke up the next morning, like, you know, you kind of wake up, you forget. I put my hand to push off on the bed. And I, um, I like, I screamed. My finger was killing me. Right. Because there's like, what do you mean you put it back in? I'm like, well, that's, you know, put it back in. And now it's uh, it doesn't really straighten out anymore. Mm. So it'll be arthritic, I'm sure, when I'm older. So now I now that we get to do this pod in person for the first time in a while, I just yeah, I see how Tyler works. And he like, boom, he he hit the keyboard. He's like, I'm editing out Frank right now. market now we've got a few other things around the league to discuss of course the uh, the heritage classic is going on there's there's a few other teams uh struggling there's obviously now it's only vegas the last team standing uh yet to have a loss Some surprising ways those the ducks eh? yeah Whew, what about the duck what a comeback for the ducks to come back score three straight to defeat boston uh, you have, but uh, Vegas, the, the cup champs, record-breaking start in NHL history, the best start ever by a, a reigning champion. And man, they look really good. They like do. really good. They just defend so well. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what's really impressive. Their forwards actually play a huge part in that. The way that their centers play defense. Jack Eichel is so incredibly impressive how he's impacting the game. Yeah. Well, and you know what? The Rangers, defense like you look at them last night like Jonathan Quick that was a pretty easy shutout that he had and the Rangers are now what have they given up by I think it's 13 goals in seven games they're under two goals against the game like they the Rangers defense core can skate man dude I like their top four although I really like Schneider their top four you've got Truba who might be the best open ice hitter in the league Right. You got is the best. DeAndre Miller, big mobile then you got Adam Fox who's a perennial Norris Trophy candidate Right, like they're their top Schneider four. Schneider would be in almost every I'd say twenty-five other teams top four. Did you see his goal last night? That was a ripper. Top shell from just inside the blue line. Man, that's a great shot. He, he I, we, we were talking before the game, two periods before that goal was scored. He's a said, hell of a player in junior, man. I watched him. Like he dominated the West. Love watching Island. Braden Schneider. He dominated. So no, they the Rangers look good. Um and then like Blake Wheeler doesn't really have, you know, he was good last night, but he has no points yet. Uh, he did, was did he get frustrated. His body language was bad. Well, he missed two really good chances. You can tell he's frustrated. Although it's weird. Like, I don't know. In number 17, it took me how many times? I'm like, who the hell is number 17? Like, it just looks different wearing 17. Yep. It does. And I think he'll settle in. Oh, yeah. No, he'll be like the fact. He's a big man. He's in shape. Can like, skate. Yep. No, I don't. I don't have it. I look. I, what did I say to you during the game? I said. Man, that Blake Wheeler pick I had to start the year, <laughs> I said best point per dollar value in the yeah. NHL this season. It's not good. It's not looking good. Zero points so far. Uh, so the one what did you say? The uh, well, my, my mind was like, yeah. What about that Bruins pick to miss yeah. the playoffs? That's looking awesome. So idiot. But uh, at least you didn't say you would eat cat food. Yeah. No. 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 I'm not a cat food guy. But I'll say this about the Rangers. There's only one thing, and I talked to Dave Maloney about it. There's one thing he thinks the Rangers that he would like is they don't have any bite in their skill guys. And when you look at teams who win, their skill guys have a little bit of bite. That might be the only thing. And he covers that team way closer than I do. He thinks that you watch if there's one thing that Chris Drury might add and Chris Drury played, like you look at a lot of cup winning team. You've got somebody like Mark Stone had bite to his game, right? Right. Jonathan Taves, when they were winning had bite to his game, drew Dowdy in LA, bite to his game, right? Like Dustin Brown would crush guys in LA. That's the one small thing he thinks that they lack. I think it's somewhat easy to find. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, the way the NHL is structured now, you can get guys that have some of that. Yeah, probably. You can go, and that's so Rangers. It fans, might cost you more than you want sure. cap wise, but like those guys exist. Yeah. I mean, this is a low key example, but Zach McEwen was on waivers this week. If you wanted some bite, that's a guy. You yeah, but he meant more skill, like your top guy bite. Oh, well, yeah. that's either you have it or you don't. Yeah, but you can go find it. Mm, it's kind of hard. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's I agree with you. That is. But if the, you want to inject some more into your lineup, that's it is possible to do. Like a fourth line guys, I agree with you. But to get it higher up in your lineup, that's something that's either, really missing in this province. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Oh, the right Oilers now, bottom six is. Well, that's MIA offensively. It's, yeah. Well, and it's not just offensively. They're they're not in the game. No, they have done very little. Very little. That's so. what stands out to me watching both these teams, Calgary and Edmonton, is there's just... Well, where's Nazem Kadri? Like, is he on a milk carton in Calgary? It's been ugly. And the I'll tell you what, the Flames, obviously the way this season started for both teams, the expectations are so different in Edmonton. They're beside themselves, the fan base is, and market is in, in Calgary. They to think now that they're in a spot where the game plan entering the year was let's try and extend all of these guys. I think they have to take a step back now and say, look, maybe what this season looks like so far is not game seven, but game 89 of last year and game 90 of last year that this is mostly the same core. Maybe we should reconsider. Maybe it wasn't just all Daryl Sutter. Well, Nikita Zadorov point blank said, yeah. Daryl's gone. No excuses. Yeah. He came. That to me is the, we're one month almost into the season. That's the watershed moment of the season for me. How often do you see a player on any team call out the group yeah. and say, first off, not good enough, but second, we're playing like a group of individuals. Yeah. That's it was interesting that Blake Coleman tried to walk it back the next day and basically say, Hey, you know, emotions get the best of you. Sometimes you say things that you don't exactly mean. He knew exactly what he was doing. Well, and then he apologized to the fans after the last game. It was a morning skate. He yeah. went in clear eyes. Yes. That, you know what? That's leadership. I agree with you. That's a guy that shows up and works. And when you say that, about a collection of individuals that means something that should hold some weight. And that we, we, we had Nazem Kadri on, frankly speaking last year at all-star weekend. And he said, the question was the Calgary flames will make the playoffs if, and he said, we start playing like a team yeah, well, and they haven't. No. And what would you do if you're in Craig Conroy's shoes? Oof, it's a good, really good question. Like, Trades early in October, like even late in October, November are rare in NHL history, right? They're rare. And especially now with, you got so many teams with, it's like money in money out for the vast majority of the teams. Like, you know what? Like sure. Buffalo could take on some money if they wanted, but you know, I don't think they want to. So I why would they want any of the parts. Yeah. Right well, exactly. I mean, that's, that's really a question that a lot of teams are going to probably have to ask. But when you have a player calling out a cultural chemistry issue, don't you have to take some kind of action in this part of the season when you're trying to win? 
Well, I think you maybe want to see first how your group reacts to that, because that's that's a pretty strong motivator. Say, okay, let's go. Like, I'll say this, Frank. It's funny. I was talking to Mike Rupp earlier, and he's played in quite a few of these outdoor games. He says, it's amazing. Like, the outdoor game is bigger than a regular season game. I'm so glad you're saying this, because I'm going to say, this is what the Oilers were talking about after their game on Thursday night. They were saying, we're hoping that we can get to Sunday and this is going to change the trajectory of our season. Yeah. Because it's an outdoor game, it's different. It is. It's big. Like there's a lot of like my- I don't I don't buy into that for one second. You don't buy into it? No. Okay. Cuz it was funny cuz Mike who played and said when you play in that game when you win it, it it goes it was in the regular seasons now the ones he played weren't in October, right? They were more later in the season, right? January and stuff. He was the and, hero villain in in Philly it, Rangers Flyers. Yeah, and he talked about how it was such an emotional game. You know, everybody comes in, your family's there, right? Like you get on the outdoor, you remember being a kid, all those fun things. And if you win that game, he says, man, it was like, God, we, it's like you almost felt a playoff rush. And if you lose it, it was felt like a playoff devastation. And he says, you, you don't want to feel that way, but lots of guys do. And the, somebody's going to win this game on Sunday, even if it's in a shootout. Somebody's going to leave Commonwealth Stadium feeling like, hey, finally, we got to win again. And, well, and by the nature of both teams you know, falling into the heritage classic, someone's going to leave incredibly thankful for two points unless it's a three point game. But that's a, that's a pretty big hope bet. I know it is, but, and then think about if you're Edmonton and you lose, you don't play again until Thursday. So now you've got all this time off and you haven't won in two weeks, right? That'd be a five game losing streak early in the year. Frank, that can derail your season quickly. I think there's a lot of hope bets going on in general between these two teams. I think the Flames are hoping that they're a, what sounds to me like a clear cultural chemistry issue will sort itself out with the same group. And then a lot of them potentially being ex- extended and locked in. I think the Oilers are hoping that their goaltending will be good enough. Skinner was great last night. I'll yeah, he, he was better. And and look, there have been moments where both of these guys have had decent stretches in games, but I don't, I'm not entirely sold. It's good enough to be a cup contending goaltending duo. Fair, but I'll say this last October, there's not one person on the planet who would have said Aiden Hill can lead you to a Stanley cup. That's the thing about goaltending, fair, right? But it's, it's different. Their team defends better. Fair, totally fair. And that's, if you were to say the same thing about Carolina or pick another team that defends Boston defends really well, that's something the Oilers don't do. No, they don't. The problem with the Oilers start is they continually shoot themselves in the foot in their own end. You said this to me two years ago before last season started. You said the Oilers issue is they beat themselves on a hundred percent. And it's still there. It's still true. Yeah. That's a hope. Yeah. Goaltending. And I think a hope is that someone in their bottom six is going to emerge that's a hope. Yeah. The Flames. They got but there's a lot of hoping going on <laughs> yeah. in Alberta. And that's early on in the season. That too. is a tough, tough feeling. Now let's uh, let's go out east. And you you mentioned it, uh, the Shane Pinto situation. What can you tell us about that? It's obviously kind of the first of its kind in the NHL. Yeah, look, this is the first suspension to gambling in 75 years. It's a long time. So did he gamble on NHL? They said he didn't gamble on NHL games. So what did he do? Okay, so let's Let's read the statement really carefully. It's one sentence. It's not hard to do. It says, we have no evidence that Shane Pinto bet on NHL games. Okay. So what does that mean? My understanding is, and this is always a difficult spot to be in because 
no one has presented any facts here. No. And the NHL sent a one sentence statement essentially and said, we're not commenting any further. The PA, the NHL PA is not appealing because they essentially negotiated this part of it out. But my understanding is this, the NHL as part of an integrity of the game and frankly, integrity of sports betting in general. Okay. They have all these betting partners. They have a company that does their integrity services called Sport Radar. They regularly work with these betting operators to do integrity sweeps where they run through a database. They take every player's name and legal name and they search and, and probably employees too and search through all the accounts. Okay. Now, my understanding is Shane Pinto's name did not pop up. But some kind of connection to Shane Pinto. I don't know all I don't know any specific details. I don't know how or what, but it was there's some Shane Pinto connection to a third party proxy better. What does that even mean? And another account has some connection to Shane Pinto. Okay. And and obviously he, it, it must be true because they didn't appeal it. So there's gotta be some, so there's some sh- obvious you're, you're, there's some evidence here okay. that links Shane Pinto to another account. And then the question is, well, if Shane Pinto didn't bet on hockey, this is what fans have been asking the last 24 hours. If he didn't bet on hockey, why is he suspended? Because the NHL allows its players to bet on football and basketball. Unlike some other league, like in the NFL, you can't bet on any sport. Oh no, you just can't, you can, you just can't bet from the facility, right? They changed that rule. Okay. Cause remember they suspended the, so okay, that's so what we'll I get was to that in, yeah. in one second. Okay. Yeah. So the thing here is there is it, it, this is where you have to draw a logical assumption that I don't know this for fact, but that that account, that third party account, whoever it was, friend, uncle, brother, cousin, grandmother, whoever bet on hockey. Because that because there were some irregularities that were flagged from this account, okay. and I don't know if it was specific games or whether it was specific amounts or whatever it might be that flag that raised a red flag that caused them to look into this, and that's the only inference you can make because that if you go back to the NHL statement, the NHL doesn't have evidence that Shane Pinto bet on hockey because. They can't prove that Shane Pinto was the person placing the bets from that account. But if he has some connection to it, then there's clearly an ability for someone somewhere to draw a parallel or a line to say, this seems fishy. Because if you played in the NHL and and let's say you're playing, I'll just pick a team. So let's say you're playing in Minnesota. You're obviously not from Minnesota. You have a brother who lives in, pick a Philadelphia, and your brother bets on the NHL. There's no connect. Your your brother's allowed to bet on the NHL, right? You just can't be texting maybe inside information on what you think. Hey, so and so, our backup goalie's not playing tonight. Play, like, well, I don't know. It, I there's a lot of different things that you can because you can't control. You can find a way adult. to shade percentages, is what I would say. Let's say you are an NHL player and you walk into the trainer's room and you've got five of the best players on the team all barely in the lineup because they're nursing injuries. You know that, but not everyone else knows that. And you can then say to someone, Hey, we're not a hundred percent tonight. 
you should tackle the other team or whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. There's always ways to pass out information that may not even be direct. It right. may not have, no one may have said to you, these guys are, right. there's no way to even trace it. Yeah, yeah. But the point here is you can't bet on hockey. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying Shane Pinto did, but clearly there's something linking him to this. Now here's where it gets tricky. I think there's two issues at play. One, the NHL does not have a clearly defined gambling policy, which I think it needs. Two, I think we need more transparency here. 100%. The fact that there's not more information given out as it relates to this. Yep. And three, the fact that the NHL PA isn't appealing this is fascinating to me. I think it's a mistake because I it's a precedent setter. But but it's also look, he hasn't played a game. And so he hasn't been paid yet, but he's always, they said it's a 41 game suspension, but it's including from the first set, the first games that he hasn't even played in yet, which is rare. That's never happened. So I think so they felt like I, this is no one has said this to me directly, but I think the NHL PA feels like they got some wins in that it, it starts with game one. Yes. And that. Um, whenever he signs his contract, like he's not technically having money taken away from him, although it will, it will. Um, they kind of felt like those couple things, pro- and I don't know what the whole situation was, where they potentially looking at more games and cracked. I don't know. The point is they needed to provide more info I so agree. that everyone, cause teams are scarying. I talked to an NHL head coach yesterday who said, can you fill me like, fill me in here? What's going on? Yeah. He goes, I have 75% of my locker room and this is consistent on every team that he's ever coached bets on games, not in the NHL, but bets on football or basketball. There's gamblers everywhere. It's legal now. It's legal in 35 U.S. states. Yeah. So you got to make a clear rule for everybody. Like they changed it to the NFL because he realized, you know what? Hey, if guys want to bet on the NBA, we can't stop them. Right. Like that's, you know, so, but you can't bet from their facility. That's the rule they changed in the NFL okay. now. Cause that's where they got suspended. The guy was sitting on his phone in the, you know, the locker room of your team. That's not allowed. So you wait until you get home. Cause then there's no technical connection to your job is what they're saying. Okay. So my issue is that if, a player violates that rule in the NFL that results in a six game suspension. Yes. It's, it's all spelled yeah. out. You do X, you get Y. Yeah. NHL the NHL doesn't have, doesn't have the policy, which allows the commissioner free reign and leeway to essentially mete out judgment as he sees fit and punishment. I can understand why not having a clearly defined policy makes sense for domestic abuse or sexual assault. Cause there is no like saying, Oh, well, you know, this sexual assault was worse than like you, you to, to figure it all out. Like the, does it make sense to not have a policy for that? But this, you got like, put it in writing. This is, this equals this. Yeah. Betting's betting, right? It, it's, yeah. it's clean and clear cut. And, and, there's no intention involved. It's either did you place the bet or not, or did someone place the bet for you or not? There's history, technology. There's enough things out there to say this is what it should be. Yeah. And I think the trans, the lack of transparency, all of these questions that have come up since then, it's left everyone going, 
what's going on here? Yeah. I'll say the one thing I think it's clear is Shane Pinto is going to sign a one-year deal and it's likely going to be now. Some people say they, he can uh, sign his qualifying offer. No, he can't. No, his were, qualifying offer is yeah. done. It pulls off the table. Like there's only a time limit on it. Now it was eight ninety four, So they could just agree to that. No, sure. They had agreed to 2.2 million, but they won't be now. Well, they could, it would just be prorated. Right. Something tells me he would sign a one-year deal for less. So then he technically loses less money. We'll see. I guess if he signed for two mil, then he would make more money, whatever. But I'm curious how- As long as there's no signing bonus involved, if this will actually help the Sens with their cap situation. Because he will only be on the cap for the prorated amount. Yes. Yeah. So this is a- I like how Shane Pinto handled it publicly. Yeah. I like what the Sen said, supporting their player. This is a brave new world we're living in since 2018, a watershed moment when gambling became legalized. We're all still trying to figure this out. No one's hands are clean here. The league teams, players that are doing endorsements, media, everyone's got their hand in the gambling cookie jar. We just need more clarity. <laughs> totally fair let's bring in uh tyler your yeah boys let's get to a little fill in the blank as always it is brought to you by our friends at doordash for a limited time our canadian listeners can get 25 percent off and no delivery fees when you download the doordash app and use the promo code nation 25 make doordash your holiday hack whether you need to get some gifts whether you're ordering in some food whether you just want to sit on the couch and relax and have dinner brought right to you doordash can do it all and since i'm using my old audio mixer and we're in person ding dong you guys couldn't hear it but the listeners got the liam uh, got the liam ding dong all right uh we're running a little bit low on time but i'll throw you guys this one for fill in the blank when you think of nhl outdoor games the first moment that comes to mind is blank frank Sidney Crosby scoring in a shootout in Ralph Wilson Stadium in Buffalo with it snowing. And the powder blues on. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, see, I have two. I think of uh, Jose Theodore's toque in the original one. But then I also think of the Sidney Crosby getting concussed. The errant oh. elbow. Jose Theodore. Yeah. Jose, Jose. Jose. He ain't Spanish. Yeah, um, yeah that's an, an, another interesting Crosby one that, that pops to mind. Eh? I, I've been to so many. Wrigley, Fenway, mm-hmm. Citizens Bank. I mean, they've all been good, but that first original, it should have caught on somewhere between 2003 and eight. It's amazing that the league didn't seize on it, but that snow globe effect in Buffalo is what crystallized it. For everyone, especially mm-hmm. watching, you're like, this is what outdoor. Oh, oh yeah. Be. Well, everybody who ever played on the ODR remembers it like that. It was unreal. Wish we had ODRs. Uh, second one for you guys. The most surprising part of the first two weeks of the season has been blank. Jay. That's a good question. Um, <clears throat> Jack Hughes at all. Jack Hughes is killing it. Like I thought Jack Hughes would have a good season, but my goodness, he is just absolutely ripping it up. He is barring injury. He will be the first devil market down in stone to score hundred points in a season. The flyers. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a, I mean, look, I knew this team, a John Tortorella team would work. They're just hitting teams in the face with a two by four mm-hmm. because they grind. Yeah. Canucks, Oilers, Minnesota wild on Thursday night. They're never out of a game because they work and the wins are great. It's funny. I had a buddy, big flyers fan. He's like, I took a screenshot of the NHL standings today and I put it in my notes folder on my phone and said, check back in three months. (laughs) 
we all know, you know, a somewhat of a regression is coming, but Flyers have been a good story to start. All right. And uh, last one, Greg's. So it's kind of off the back of your answer there with Jack Hughes. There's a blank percent chance Connor McDavid doesn't win the scoring title this year. Frank, he's nine back right now, I think, of, uh, of Hughes. Obviously, still not playing. 20% chance. 25% chance. Well, he led the league in scoring, and it was his teammate by 25 yeah. points. But he was, what, like 40 ahead of everybody else? Yeah. So if he misses, like if he doesn't play Sunday, I think he's going to play Thursday. So that means he'd miss three games. Um, I'd still say it's low because I think McDavid comes back. And if the orders are still, he is going to be fired up. Because he, and it's funny, by his standards, yeah. he hadn't played great. His point totals were fine, but by his standards, he hadn't he really not, dominated yeah. a game yet. So um, that's the only thing that leaves me some yeah. concern. Don't, don't, don't yeah. count him out because I think McDavid is highly competitive. And you know what, Frank, you had the screen capture. I know how the elite of the elite are. You don't think Connor McDavid's screen capturing the NHL point leaders and be like, where the hell am I? Well, that's going to change. So I would say like, Eight percent. All right, there you go. That is a wrap on this week's edition of Fill in the Blank, delivered by DoorDash. Ding dong. So fill in this one quickly. I'm in Canada. What's your go-to Tim Hortons? Dude, I don't drink coffee. Oh, thank I'm, God. Yeah, you're excited enough. Yeah, no, it's true. Like I'm, I'm, but honestly, like my parents growing up, uh, and my parents drank more coffee. Like I would probably put my parents in like a daily coffee drinking. Like my mom and dad, they would make like probably two pots of coffee. Like the old, you know, brew the pot in your. And so I had to make coffee as a kid. Like I remember being, you know, 12, 13, 14, and my parents smoked. So I always associated smoking and coffee together because they would have their cup of coffee and then they go sit on the porch both and they'd have drugs. their dart. Literally. Right? Yeah, probably. And you know what? Um, both my parents eventually stopped smoking, but uh, both of them smoked and like the smell of smoke revolts me, like gag me with the spoon. I hate it. And so the smell of coffee is right there with it. Like oh. people are like, I love the smell of coffee. I'm like, are you kidding me? I hate it. So uh, you know what? My go-to from uh, there would be a Boston cream. Okay. That would be it. But I will say no, no offense. Really sorry, Tim's, but good donuts are not a Tim Hortons. Like good donuts. Frank, I get you a good donut if you want. Okay. Don't have to twist my arm. Yeah. I'm a double, double guy. Shocking to no one (laughs) on my path to diabetes. And, uh, it is funny. Last time I was here in Edmonton, Tyler was there. We were sitting down with Jay Woodcroft and he walks in, he goes, Hey, here's a water. You ever have one before? (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's funny though, about the double, double man, like people line up with it. It's crazy. People will line up in the drive through like 10 cars deep. All the time. It's nuts. Hey, before we go, Frank, uh, we need to tell the people about uh, some. You're in. Well, I know you have Wendy's in uh, in the U.S., but of course uh, in Canada. And uh, right now, they're a new obsession, the very real barbecue bacon cheeseburger. Because daily face-off, we got to come in, man. It's an unreal contest. Somebody's going to win $5,000 in our uh, fantasy pool. It's coming uh, very quickly. So while well, if you obsess about thinking about your dream team, get to Wendy's uh, about the very barbecue bacon cheeseburger. And uh, they're lying up employs the applewood smoked bacon and crispy onions as cheese melts over the fresh never frozen canadian beef as frank would say mm, melted cheese right now at uh, wendy's thanks for listening to the dfo rundown with cervalli and gregor keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from to never miss an episode small details are big surfaces Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, 
there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.